0: Welcome, welcome. This is Jesse with Recovering Mentally, coming to you live from Nebraska. I'm here today to talk to you about being your most authentic self. I personally left corporate America. It was affecting my mental health. It was affecting my sobriety, and now I branched out onto my own with learning all these kinds of great tools to help coach and guide you through this because you know what we are awesome and we are badasses when we are doing the things that we love that are not only good for our self our career our success but for our mind body and soul so let's get started Hey you guys, welcome back to Recovering Mentally. I'm Jessie, your host, coming to you live from Nebraska. Today I have Dr. Kaylee McDonald. She is a naturopathic physician in Washington State since 1996. She has been serving the Plateau area south of Seattle since 1997 at Rainier Natural Health Clinic. Her practices focus on wellness with a special focus on neurological conditions, especially MS. She was diagnosed with MS in 2008. She is the mom of two young women and has been married for 24 years. Kaylee, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. So what I love about your title as a physician is naturopathic. Tell me more about that because I know when you and I first talked, I had not heard of it because it's not prevalent in
1: the state of Nebraska. Right. Yeah, we're not... Licensed across the 50 states yet? We are, I think it's 17. Don't quote me on the number. So, a naturopathic physician is basically somebody who, at least in Washington state, is how I'm going to speak. We are the same as a family practitioner, your primary care physician. You come to see us for anything you would go see your primary care doctor for, but instead of always grabbing the prescription pad and just writing a prescription, we tend to do a lot more counseling and discussion. We deal a lot more with nutrition, supplement, and try and, you know, the biggest goal is helping you heal yourself. Docere, which is where doctor comes from, one of the Latin meanings of it is to teach. And I think that's something that's gotten lost in the medical community is doctors are, you know, we're so, they're so regimented on their time visits and limitations and in the naturopathic community, you know, we spend a lot more time with our patients and we're more educating them so that they can find that sense of wellness and keep maintain that sense of wellness. That is
0: fantastic. And I think it is, in, as we live in this world of processed foods and everything else, I think this is so important because there are positive things in nature that can heal you and that oh. can manage your symptoms. And I know we talked about, like, I have fibromyalgia, and I don't take anything for that. I manage it through essential oils and exercise, like stretching, and
1: I haven't taken medicine for it in 10 years. Right. I don't, I think, um, well, and like you mentioned, I mean, I have MS, and I personally have my own protocol that I follow. I don't do any of the standard treatments, but I think, which fits into your podcast brilliantly, your mental health affects your physical health dramatically and I think that is often a separation that happens in the allopathic community when you have 10 minutes in a visit you know it's well you know I'm I'm in a lot of pain with fibromyalgia okay here take this prescription we'll see you next time you know they don't go into has anything happened you know I mean one of my first questions is or one of the roots of naturopathic medicine is find the cause don't just treat the symptoms you know so when I am talking to somebody like with fibromyalgia or whatever, you know, it's, well, what happened around the time of your diagnosis? What changed? Was there any major trauma? Was there something dramatic that happened? You know, and sometimes that's, it could be like, oh yeah, I had strep throat and then it came on. Okay. Well, maybe you're still fighting strep. Maybe we never really got rid, you know, so finding that cause to treat it versus just treating a symptom.
0: You know, you saying that really just caused me to reflect really quickly in my head There was a traumatic event around that. There was. And interestingly enough, because I know I have shared with you, I don't know if I've shared with my listeners, but I got a very bad infection and was treated over, I was overly medicated. The physician actually lost his DEA license over it. And now when I think back on it, my body was still trying to get all that crap out of its system and yeah. they diagnosed me with fibromyalgia and i want to say it took 2 years but after 2 years it was gone it was yeah. it was cured so that makes a ton of sense it makes me go hmm do i have fibromyalgia maybe i do but it's only being triggered in certain instances where my body's under a lot of duress
1: right and you know one of the biggest tri- triggers with fibro specifically is sleep you know, or lack of sleep, you know, with, with mental health, you know, it's kind of the catch 22. If you're depressed, some people feel like they sleep all the time, but they don't get good sleep or they can't sleep because their mind won't stop going, you know, but sleep is one of the key factors in health and in mental health specifically. And I think it's overlooked. I couldn't agree with you more.
0: Out of curiosity, okay, so for those of you that don't know, this is being pre-recorded, and at this time, I am waiting on a COVID-19 test. Out of curiosity, what would you tell me or ask me in this circumstance? Because I'm going to be honest with you, I don't feel great, but obviously I'm doing a podcast. However, my mental health is not good right now thinking about becoming positive for the 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 virus that is affecting the whole entire world right now
1: right well I think the first thing to think about and I shared this with you briefly is a lot of people are having symptoms but you know at least in Washington state it's high allergy season it's one of our worst allergy seasons we've had so very similar symptoms with COVID you know cough runny nose, not usually a fever, um, could be a low grade fever, but the, I think the biggest thing is don't focus on, you know, if it's positive, deal with it then for right now, just go, okay, it's not positive And how else can I help my mental health? I think one of the things I'm starting to see and where I know my practice will be shifting probably in about two, two and a half months when we're back to quote unquote normal, because mm-hmm. there will not be, we'll be in a new normal by then. Yes. But one of the things I've been trying to work with my patients with right now or, you know, everything is one, really focus on routine and getting that sleep and, you know, waking up and making your bed or doing whatever, you know, don't just when you are isolated. So if you were positive and you had to be isolated, you know, keep a routine going Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. that is one of the key things for your health, mental, physical, you know, because it's so easy to, sleep in or stay in your PJs all day or do all of these different kinds of things. But the other thing is, you know, stay active, even though you're not feeling great. It doesn't mean that you can't go for a walk, right? You know, it doesn't mean that you can't at least pick up some cans of soup if you can find them because they might be limited. So, <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> yeah. but also the other thing that's, we are not a society meant to be isolated. And so if you were, if it did end up being positive and you had to even further self-isolate yourself, like from your family, you know, making sure that, I mean, Zoom calls and Zoom meetings and all of that are great, but texting, you know, like I think we've gotten away. My mother will like jump up and down when she hears me say this, because I text all the time. I don't like talking on the phone, but I think we're at the point now we're picking up the phone and calling a friend. you know, reaching out, even if you reach out and say, Hey, I'm struggling. I Mm -hmm. need just, I just need you to listen and, you know, give me five minutes. I'm going to just blurt it all out. But then once it's out, you can kind of release it. Yes. And that's one of my simple tricks that I talk to people about all the time, especially those that can't fall asleep. Well is keep a notebook and a pen by the bed. And when you get into bed, just write down everything you're going to worry about right then and there, write it all down. And then if you wake up or you start thinking about the things you kind of say to yourself, you already talked about it. It's written down. You can deal with it tomorrow. Let it go. You know, because how many times do we, you know, you wake up and you're like, Oh my gosh, I got to remember. I need to pay X, Y, or Z tomorrow. I got to do this tomorrow. And then that's all that's going through your mind. Right? So your sleep, even if you may be back to sleep is not restful you know right. so having those little tricks like that notebook write it all down and then just you just say to yourself and it's it's a process it's not going to be like oh the first night you did that you slept amazing you know it's a process you've got to teach your body to sleep better to release things to not worry about everything during that time because sleep is crucial i mean yeah
0: and- i i never until until my psychiatrist told me about for, for my disorder of bipolar, she's like, I want you getting eight to 10 hours of sleep a night. It's important for your diagnosis. I want restful sleep. And ever since she's told me that I followed it and it's truly amazing. I mean, that's why people ask me, Oh my God, you're always bouncing off the walls and you got this vibe and blah, blah, blah. And I really appreciate that. But you guys, it's cause I got eight to 10 hours of sleep. It's, I needed that. And I need that to show up every day. And I'm not saying everybody's body needs eight to ten hours, but for me,
1: I do. And that's where I function at my highest. Well, and that's important is to know what you need because what and that's where naturopathic medicine is definitely different than allopathic medicine, you know, and I'm not gonna say that every single person with depression walks out the door with the same, you know, Prozac prescription as the first line of defense, but you know, it is, well, here's this prescription. Okay. Now that's not going to work. And we had, I would say the the mental health world has gotten better with genetic testing for antidepressants. There's a specific yes. gene test, which is awesome that that's now out there because at least we're not guessing as much, you know, you've got to know your own body. And that's where like, my opinion as a physician is, I don't know everything. I'm listening to you and your body, and what you're telling me in the appointment, and then I'm going to tell you something, and I'm going to make a suggestion, and, you know, if I say take X, and you go home and try it, and it tastes horrible, then it's probably not the right thing for you, you know, and you can say, or I'll give my patients, I'll often say, all right, I, I have this thought, and I have this thought, which one resonates with you more, because right. you technically, Jesse, and everybody out there, you know what you need to do to get healthy, you just sometimes need a guide Yeah give you, give you the steps. Yes. To get and, there. and I,
0: I noticed that there is definitely more of a shift in people going a natural, more natural ways of doing things, even in mental health, you know, chiropractic, massage, all of that to help release all that tension, the anxiety, unfortunately, that's not something, massage is not something we can do right now. I don't know about chiropractic. What are some things that you can recommend that people who are anxious, who are tense, who are just, their mind is racing to slow them down in that moment so that they can get grounded and centered and back on the right track, both physically and mentally?
1: So I mean, this one's a simple one, but like if you're totally overwhelmed, or you know, I use this a lot with kids in my practice who are on the spectrum, and they're just feeling praised in the classroom,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Back, and I just tell them, you know, and I usually send a message to the teacher saying, hey, this is what might happen, just so they know. But for you, or for anybody else, when you're feeling completely overloaded or overwhelmed, just shut your eyes, and there's a system in it, or a a technique called it's basic, I don't know the official name, I just call five four three, two one, but it's a really well known one, and so you may already know about it, but it's just you know, and you could do five four, three, two, one, you could do three, two, one, you know, make it shorter, but you're supposed to shut your eyes well, before you shut your eyes, you're supposed to note five things around you, so look around your room and pick five different things, and then shut your eyes and listen to five different sounds around you, and it could be, you know, the laundry machine, the drip, the, you know, random things, and then notice five things that you feel, like you feel your, the weight of your earrings, or your glasses on your nose, or your shirt on you, you know, and so you do that, and then you go to four, and you do it all again, and then three, and then two, and then one, and all that it does is it just recenters you to focusing on yourself, and your surroundings, and shuts out all that background noise that's overwhelming Um, you. I love that. I'm still going to use that. In fact, I started
0: to use it and then I was like, oh, wait, I got to (laughs) engage. But oh my gosh, what a great way to what I consider grounding and centering, getting back into self and not the junk that's in your brain. That is amazing. In fact, I'm going to teach my son that. Yes, as you know, my son is Asperger's with comorbidities. And we're trying to work on more ways. Because I think the thing, especially in mental health, that people don't realize is medication only goes so far. You really, really have to learn coping skills, triggers, boundaries and things that you can do to make yourself feel better because the medication cannot do all of that.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, you know, every, I get one of the biggest complaints I get is people walking in, they're tired and they want to lose weight, right? Two of the biggest complaints in the U S and you know, and they say, so fix me, (laughs) <laughs> and you know and i'm like look if i had that magic pill i'd be a millionaire i wouldn't be you know see, seeing you right now i'd just be dispensing this magic pill but i think that that is part of our issue is that we are so ingrained in our mind like i'll share a story one one of my little my now senior in high school, was a baby. I remember taking her to the doctor because she was still sick and I could, I was just exhausted. I was nursing her 24 seven. She just wasn't getting healthy. So I went to a local pediatrician who I respect and really admire. And he looked at me and he's like, just keep nursing her, making sure you're taking your supplements. So you're healthy. And, and I was like, no, 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 no. I came in here. I want a pill. I want her better. He started laughing. He's like, Kaylee, you know better. He's like, "Oh, you're doing everything right. I'm like, no, no, I came to you because you're supposed to just give me a pill, you know, but even that was, I knew what I, what I was doing for her was right. But we are in the society where we just want the pill. We want the magic and what we don't want to do is have to do the work on our own. Right.
0: And I, I know for me learning the coping skills, taking the, you know, going to therapy. I went to therapy for once a week for a year and a half. And now I only go like once every three weeks or, or whatever, but doing that once a week and investing that time into that every week for a year and a half, I've learned some amazing coping skills that now when, for instance, an env- the environment outside can trigger my bipolar, I know what to do. I'm no longer in scared mode or in freak out mode or in mania mode. I recognize it and I'm able to Im- like input what I need to do physically, not medically,
1: to get myself back in, right. in the right headspace. And that's, that's a huge thing. I think it takes a lot for somebody to realize how they can control their own health. You know, for a long time for me, I know two of my big triggers with MS symptoms. One is if I eat gluten, that was an easy fix that haven't touched the stuff in years. But the second one is if I had a virus for a long time, if I got cold, any cold and flu, not talking COVID. Yeah. (laughs) um, But any cold and flu, I would immediately be down with some MS symptoms. And so, you know, I was like, I would just try and stay away from that. But I'm a doctor, right? So people come to see me sick all the time. So what I ended up doing was just working on my own immune system and enhancing that so that now if I do get sick, I actually don't get MS symptoms. Um, I don't think I'm going to knock on wood here. I don't think I've actually had a cold or a flu in like two, two and a half years because I've taken the steps to improve my own immune system, but, you know, working with that. But that's the thing is you learned your triggers, not a lot of people. And that's why I try and help people figure is, and that's why I ask, you know, what happened around that time? You know, forget everything else, forget the medical terminology, what happened in your life when this, when these symptoms started, you know, and then figuring out if that's a repetitive thing, is this a trigger? Is this going to happen again? You know, and going from there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can think of one of the, you know, it's funny because my psychiatrist, even though she provides me medication, really lays things out for me in a naturopathic term. And one of the things she said was, do you drink alcohol? Yes, I do. I drink alcohol in excess. And she's like, you do realize that with the medication you're on to regulate your mood, and alcohol, you've just created yourself a Heath Ledger combo. So you need to knock that off. Well, what was interesting was, is I did knock it off and got, went and became sober and started to recover. And it's interesting because I'm in more control now of I, my next step is going to be weight, but I'm in more control now of my mind and body. And it feels really, really good. There were, you know, the next day being hung over, the litany of things that your body goes through being hung over, including dehydrated, was screwing with my mental health and my bipolar and my anxiety. And once I removed that component out of my life, it was amazing the impact that it had on my entire body, not, mm-hmm. not just part of it, everything about it. And now she jokes with me, she's like, you know, in March, you don't call me anymore saying you're in mania. No, I don't. I'm not in mania. Or I felt mania for five minutes and I did this and so we're good. It's not, it's not a life or death white knuckling it anymore. And it, I just cannot say enough to what you do from a natural standpoint, as well as the education standpoint of what is going on with your body, what is going on with your life that could cause this to your body. Because as we know, stress can kill.
1: Oh, yeah. stress, And what's going on right now in our society with COVID and the stress and the isolation and the, you know, I mean, it's, it's going to have an effect on. I know people are already struggling, but it's going to be in a couple of months where we're really going to see that impact. Of here, you know, it's the same thing in a business plan, right? Whatever you're doing today, you'll see the effects of it in 90 days. Yes, I think mental health is very similar. I mean, obviously, if there's a tragedy, a loss of something, you're going to feel that right then and there. But I think, and the flip to all of this is chronic stress, cortisol levels, weight you know, appetite, diet, all of that is compounding. And you know, it's a joke. You've seen it all over the social media world. Like, oh, I'm trying to avoid the COVID-19, not the disease, but the 19 pounds that people are gaining yes. during this time frame. you know, and that's, I can't say that my diet's been perfect, but I think one of our struggles right now is, you know, we're not shopping as much, right? We're trying to limit our exposure and in doing that, we're not getting as much fresh fruits, vegetables, meats, etc., because we're stockpiling, right? And when you stockpile, what can you stockpile? Processed.
0: Exactly. And, you know, usually it's my ex-husband that does all the grocery shopping. Well, he was sick last weekend, so I did the grocery shopping. And he came home, and, or he came downstairs, and he was like, well, did you get this? Yep. Did you get this? Yep. He is the king of processed foods. And then he looked in the fridge and he was like, oh my God, you got a bunch of fruit. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. You got cream of wheat. hmm. Been craving it. I mean, it was, he goes, maybe you should do the grocery shopping more often. And I, somebody said to me when I told them this, they were like, oh, I wouldn't. No, no, no. Tell him no. And I was like, no, actually, I kind of want to. Because I'm bringing home foods that have more nutritional value than what he's bringing home. Now, don't get me wrong. There's so crap in the pantry. But you're absolutely right. By staying in, we're not making those regular trips. And with the way I eat fresh fruit and vegetables, you practically have to go every other day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is hard. And then the other thing, and I mean, this is not necessarily mental health, but there is a component of stay at home orders and, and chronic um, hand sanitizer, et cetera, that we are decreasing our own immunity. So, I mean, and the way to increase your immunity is to get good sleep, to eat fresh fruits and vegetables, to move on a daily basis. I mean, it's all common sense, Mm -hmm. right? And you know, the bottom line is when we open back up, the virus will still be out there. Just use common sense. So what we've started to do, hand sanitizer, face masks, you know, use them where you see fit. Don't put yourself in a situation where you're worried, or if you have a condition where you're more immunocompromised, maybe don't go into a bigger setting. But I do think that we do need to start challenging our immune systems again because we've been so isolated. Now I'm still seeing patients not as often in office, but this week, at least in Washington State, I've opened back up. You know, you mentioned massage. Um we're allowed to get chiropractors have been open this whole time and we're allowed to get massages if there's a medical reason. We just can't go in for our mental health yet. Um I'm waiting for that one. Um and then I think we're a couple of weeks still away from like And it seems silly, but like the hair salons, the nail salons, those, but there is a huge component of mental health that goes with how you feel about yourself, you know? And so what I suggest to patients a lot is, and I've written the prescriptions honestly for the husbands or the spouses. Mm -hmm. And I've said, you know, she needs 60 minutes twice a week to have a bubble bath or to just be in a room by herself without the kids, without, you know what I mean? Because self-care is huge. And through this, it's like, well, I'm home. Well, I, yeah, you're home, but so is the rest of your family. Are you taking time for you? Absolutely. You know, today I just had my coach
0: meeting. I met with my coach and she goes, how can I support you this week? And I love that question. I always love that question. And I said, I'm going to be honest with you. I need you to help hold me accountable to not overdo it this week. I overdid it this last week and my symptoms have gotten worse because of it. And so we outlined what my week looked like next week. And she goes, you can't add any more. You're done. And I was like, really? And she's like, turn it into Brian. You're done. And I was like, okay, validation approved. So it is true. I got to take time we've got to take time for self-care when we're not feeling well, but we also have to do it even when we are feeling well.
1: Well, and we need to get past, like I was talking with my husband earlier this morning and sleep, you know, it's a badge of honor to only get four hours of sleep a night, to only get five hours of sleep a night, etc. That's not a badge of honor. That's a badge of stupidity. Sorry. If that's no, it is. Listening. And I was doing a sleep webinar this morning because we were talking about sleep and the benefits of it. And in there, they said, if you regularly get less than seven hours of sleep a night, you're 4.2 times, 4.2 times more likely to get sick. Like that's how oh. dramatically of an impact that is. So you want to know the number one thing you can do to prevent, I'm going to say COVID because if this is coming out in a couple months, we're probably going to be gearing up for the next outbreak of it. Yeah. But if you want to do the number one thing you can do, it's get good sleep. Yes, And you know what's so funny about
0: you saying that? Thank you for saying it's stupid because you know how many people make fun of me when they hear what time I go to bed and what time I wake up in the morning? They make fun of me. And I'm like, but do you know how much I get done during the day? Like between the hours of eight and four, I'm on fire. But when, when dinner time hits, I'm shutting down. And I'm sorry, but I, I did my, I did my work. I did it and I did it well, but now is my time to shut down because in about three and a half hours, I'm going to bed. And I know that sounds really early, but I wake up ready to go.
1: And that's one of the biggest questions to ask people is, do you wake refreshed? And 99 times out of 10, the answer is no. I mean, in this study, in this webinar that i was just in you know they basically said less than 50% of americans sleep 7 to 8 hours a night which means that 50% of americans are sleep deprived by definition and when you're sleep deprived you don't have you have lower motivation you can't problem solve as well you're not as apt to have realistic reasoning like you're much more self-centered versus you know caring about others around you like you're just not in a in a positive space so you know it, it seems silly and redundant, but sleep, like, you know, I'm not going to say that if you can get 10 hours of sleep a night, you're going to become skinny mini, but you're going to start yourself on that pathway because you won't, you'll wake up ready to hit the day. And you'll be like, Hey, I can go for a walk. I can go to the gym when they open. Cause I know they're still closed. Yes. <laughs> but, but all of a sudden you
0: have the, you have the will, you have the energy, you have the mindset to say, I'm going to go do this. I feel good right now feel okay. And it, it is, it's amazing. I can't thank you enough for doing that. Ha ha. You people that make fun of me for my eight to 10 hours Um, because I'm on, I'm on fire over here. (laughs) Kaylee, thank you so much for joining us. It has been so awesome. I would love to have you back again because here's the thing. I, the virus is not going away anytime soon. We are going to probably, by the time this airs, be in a second wave or close to it. And you provide such value with what we can be doing naturally to take care of ourselves so that hopefully either we don't get the virus or if we do, we're able to fight that virus without having to go
1: into a hospital setting. Exactly. I'd love to be back on. Absolutely. That would be
0: great. Oh, thank you so much. And you guys, you can find Kaylee on Recovering Mentally Crew page on Facebook. And again, thank you so much. And we will talk to you soon. All right. And I hope your test comes back negative. Thank you. I'll keep y'all posted. All right. (laughs) Well, you guys, that's all we've got for today. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you go out in the world this week and be the badasses and authentic selves that you are because you are amazing. Do not hesitate to hit a review and let us know what you need to hear because that's the goal. We're here for you. We are recovering mentally together. See you soon.